Welcome to the Millennial Falcon, a pop culture podcast by three geeky millennials. I'm Willoughby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the D.C. area, and with me today is only one co-host. I'm Hwai Shin Bui, a writer for Slash Film and a pop culture journalist in New York. Anya couldn't join us today, sadly, um, but she dearly wishes that she was here because we're talking about an epi- a, a topic that is very near and dear to all of our hearts um, and may have influenced the title of this podcast, Star Wars Episode Nine. So, um, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago right now. Today's the last day, actually, of Star Wars Celebration. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday. And um, on the very first day of, of that celebration, they revealed the trailer for Episode Nine, which is now titled Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So in this episode, we're going to be going into our reactions to this trailer, what we think it means for the movie, what we think the title means, um, and just kind of what we hope and, and feel like this movie is going to do with the Skywalker saga and this the franchise in general, and hopefully uh, how it will bring that saga to an end. So, um, Willoughby, uh, you know, as the, uh, yeah. maybe you, m- you might be the resident Star Wars uh, expert here. I don't really know. You might not talk. Maybe you talk about it like every day. <laughs> um, me? Who? <laughs> Moi? Well, yeah. That's yeah. Me. Yep, that's you. Uh, what did you think of the Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker trailer? Well, it all goes back to 1997. No, just kidding. Um, no, I thought it was a great trailer. Um, it's amazing that there's nine episodes nine, nine movies the skywalker saga is coming to an end um and they're they're certainly leading with that in terms of the marketing like the it begins in parallel with the episode one teaser trailer every generation has a legend and instead of saying every saga has a beginning they're saying the saga has come to an end and it really feels like a, the climax to at least this trilogy they haven't shown too much of like how it will connect to everything, but there is two things that we'll get into that definitely uh, lead it back into both the original trilogy and the um, much maligned prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the trailer itself as a work of creative art was really good. I think that they're o- the, the Star Wars trailers are always so very evocative and full of like new things that we haven't seen before. And all you know, old things that are new again. Um, that whole thing, and I think that the sequel trilogy itself has always had very great teaser trailers, and I think that this one is up there with the Force Awakens one and the Last Jedi teaser trailer, where like they do a really good job of showing you n- nothing, like everything is new. You've never seen this before, but it also feels familiar. It feels like it's Star Wars, and it feels epic. Like I, epic is such an overused word in today's lexicon in and particularly in like geek lang- language and stuff like but i feel like that's the the most apt word to compare it to is epic like it is something more than a movie it's the end of a saga it's the end of 40 plus years of uh the skywalker like tale from luke back to anakin and now to the rise of Skywalker of who we don't know or do know or what is it? What's a Skywalker? Who's a Skywalker? Is there a Skywalker? Like, that's the thing is that this movie is going to, with that title alone, has launched a thousand questions mm-hmm. that I, I don't think that anybody was preparing for that. I think everyone was preparing it to be like 
like a simple like Rise of the Resistance or Will of the Force or something like vague and Star Warsy and not like The Force Awakens was sort of kind of a, a a bunch of questions, but it was also pretty like like telling of what it was. Like mm-hmm. this is the birth of an of, of something new. The Rise of Skywalker sounds like it should be the Phantom Menace title. That's the thing. So I'm like kind of I'm not worried per se, but it's just sort of like well, what is wait, who is it? Is it good old Ben Solo coming back to back to the light? Is Ray going to adopt Skywalker as her last name? Which is my fun little theory that will happen. Like she she'll, she'll be like, I'm Ray Skywalker, and they'll be like, what? Um, but not that she's done by blood. That that she's like adopted the legacy of it. Um, which I mean, she she is the legacy Skywalker. If anything, like she's the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that I think that the that opening scene of her in the desert um uh, like seemingly attacking kylo ren's uh uh fighter i think was extremely well done i thought it was so cool that it was like an it it was several shots but like there was an unbroken shot of like her running and then the tie fighter was coming and then you thought you think that it's gonna like cut before or you don't know where it's gonna cut and then it just like cuts to her slow motion motion jumping over it um that flip was awesome i was like I was like, this is this is poetic cinema. Um, <laughs> and then and then it just sort of goes into like the rest of the trailer. There's so much more. There's Poe, there's Finn, there's a new droid. I think I think I think it served exactly what it needed to in terms of like re- like introducing us back into the sequel trilogy because we had Solo, we had The Last Jedi, which was excellent. Um, I think we can all safely say a thousand times that The Last Jedi is a, a great movie. Um I defend Solo more than others, um, but I but like the Force Awakens was great, and so like the Rise of Skywalker, I feel like with the quality control that they have over at least the main trilogy is, I think, going to be helpful in like I don't know, like I my I don't have any like fears that it's going to be bad because I feel like they've like at two the two thirds so so far have been great. Um, I mean, in my opinion. Uh, of like the seven, eight, not seven and eight have been great. Um, Rogue One was really good. So like, I th- I think that what they sh- what they showed on Friday is gonna be uh, very good in in theaters. That's a long way of me saying I like the trailer. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, barring what you said about Rogue One, which I I won't get into. <laughs> this isn't what we're talking. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I just said, oh, no. <laughs> no, um, I actually, I really enjoyed the trailer, too. I thought it was really dynamic and energetic. I love that long opening shot we get of Rey um, running and, and like, basically uh, flipping against that TIE fighter. And um, I thought the way that it opens with her heavily breathing was a nice sort of callback to the Force Awakens first trailer, too, um, in which we mm-hmm. open with uh, uh, Poe. Oh, not Poe, with Finn, you know, heavily breathing and, like, waking up in the desert and stuff. And I, I like that sort of little callback. And um, it did remind me that J.J. Abrams is just a great visual director. Like, he really knows uh, when things are meant to look just, like, iconic and dynamic. And, and I like that he, he brings that back with this. Um, although I felt like um, – no, I won't go into that. But um, so uh, I really enjoyed the first, like – most of that trailer until we get to the end and oh, we, no! hear, we hear the laughter of a familiar character 
Um, did you notice this, Willoughby? One hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So we're getting into. Interesting... I mean, I guess it depends on how much you're familiar with uh, one Ian McDermott's acting. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, at first I was like, "Who's laughter?" Oh, okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cool, and then cool. at Star Wars Celebration, they had that him uh, show up on stage, which was basically confirmation that Emperor Pal- Palpatine is back, y'all. And I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Can I ask you a Can I ask you a question? Yes. Do you know Palpatine's first name? No. Let me tell you, Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, Lord Darth, Lord of the Sith, Darth Sidious. His first name is Sheev. Well, that's kind of Sheev. Sheev Palpatine. Dark Lord of the Sith. That's very anticlimactic. At least it's not like Ben or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's no wonder, like, it, you know, they never gave him a first name in the prequels and the, in the, any of the novelizations until finally, like, a couple novels ago in the new Star Wars movie, they, in the new Star Wars canon, they called him Sheev. And it's so silly. Wow. And I just can't wait for someone in there to call him Sheev in the new trilogy. And he's going to be like, no. Uh, I'm Darth Sidious. Um, but yeah, no, he he he's a. Uh, after Luke says no one's ever really gone, and there's a look onto the Death Star destruction, seemingly probably on Endor, um, and you hear the laughter of one sheep Palpatine. <laughs> one sheep um, Palpatine. Now I can't get it out of my head. Wow, what a no, name! You'll, you'll never get it out. You'll <laughs> never get it out of your head. She will be with you for the the rest of your days. Um, <laughs> I, I I think that it's a um an interesting decision because the the emperor has come back in the old I guess you would call it the legends expanded universe like it used to just be before they retconned everything with the with uh, the sequel trilogy there was you know forty thousand million buck books um, by Lucasfilm Publishing that were like detailing the events after Return of the Jedi. And in one of those events, the Emperor returns in like a cloned body. Um, he actually has like several hundred clones that are like waiting to inha- inhabit his like dark force soul. Um, because like when he died at the end of Return of the Jedi, his soul, sort of like what the Jedi do, um, like became detached from his body and he's like a force ghost, but he's evil. So what he did was he... <laughs> This is getting really into the weeds, and I'm very excited. <laughs> he went into his, um, uh, what was it called? I think it was called Bis, B Y S S. But he had like a he has like he had like a layer planet that was like not Coruscant. Um, Star Wars. Uh, yeah, it was called Bis. Um, and it kind of like Abyss because you know evilness and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was called, and he like floated. He like his Force Ghost like floated there and then he had like clones ready to go um as like a a contingency in case his uh, body ever died Mm. and obviously those books are now legends but like they've taken a lot of things from the expanded universe and have actually retconned them back into the canon universe like uh uh grand admiral thrawn is a character that uh shows up back in rebels and he also has a new book series um, so like it's possible to take these story elements from the, the the legends and bring them into real life. So it's possible that like 
one of the theories is that he does have clones that have just been chilling, waiting to come back. Mm. And so, like, maybe we'll get, like, a, a young Palpatine who fucks. <laughs> All right. So, okay. See, from a, story, <laughs> from a storytelling perspective, from a likelihood perspective, it, I'm not bothered by it. It's like, fine, sure. You know, he can come back in any other way. I don't think it's a, a sign of the, the series, like, jumping to the shark or anything. It's sci-fi. It's fantasy. They can bring him back in some, like, uh, ludicrous clone way. And I would not be bothered by that. But what bothers me is that it thematically just kind of clashes with what the series, uh, with where the series is going, especially after Last Jedi, which is a movie I love, 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 and um, basically did away with like all the old, you know, it's like kill, uh, was it kill the past if you have to, or yeah, yeah, let it die, let it die if you have to, or let the past let die, kill it if you have to. Um, yeah, and I really loved everything that Last Jedi was going for and how it was basically putting the the hands of villainy of evil into like this new petulant modern villain that is Kylo Ren and it was something that's so unlike what the series was doing before and um, just the idea of this one evil Emperor Palpatine being the one the entire time who's like pulling the string really bothers me it really just kind of irks me that like if this was the case that the series would do this because it feels kind of like a cop-out storytelling wise you know um i like especially like the idea in um in, that was introduced in in last jedi and force awakens even of the first order um you know rising from the ashes of this villainy and like the banality of evil you know like the cycle of evil and not being it's not being rooted in just one single person who is the embodiment of all evil it's just being scattered, being existing in all people, and um, them, you know, being poisoned by this, and and not learning from past mistakes and past history, and just essentially creating a new order of 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 uh, ear of of evil. And I felt like that was something that was very timely uh, to our current landscape, and that you know we're seeing something akin to that with like the rise of Trump and the Republican Party and neo-Nazis and everything and that being somewhat similar and that the evil is just scattered. There's just no one person who is symbolic of all of this. It's not... And, like, that's what I like the, the new trilogy was kind of doing. And having Palpatine back... It would be like if, it would like be like if we found Hitler was still alive. Yeah, it's like, it's like if Trump was just a puppet of Hitler the entire time. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a twist? Wouldn't that be a twist? I'm sure it would make things much easier and it would put things in black and white and be like, oh, this whole time we're just fighting the greatest evil. And that makes sense. But things are more complicated than that. I feel like Force Awakens and Last Jedi was doing something that was more complicated than what the original trilogy was doing. And while I understand the idea of like parallelism and, uh, you know, the thematic poetry and stuff, which George Lucas really loved, I just, I just don't like it, especially after what, what Last Jedi did. Sure. Mm -hmm. Now I, I, I get I get exactly what you're saying, and I think that they're not going to like undo everything that the Last Jedi did, because I think that I think Lucasfilm and JJ is smart enough to realize that what they had on their hands was a really solid movie, and it'd be really weird to backtrack like all of that. Mm -hmm. But I do think the inclusion of the Emperor as like a returned figure is interesting in that like i don't know exactly the, we obviously everything we're do, talking about right now is speculation but yeah. like i doubt that snoke was a puppet for the emperor but i 
probably we don't know to the extent to which like maybe Snoke was in league with the new emperor or with the emperor and like was not exactly not a puppet but like just like they were like I don't know cohorts or whatever because we don't again we don't even know who Snoke really is yeah and I love like, that there's so much that we just yeah. I, I love that no, he was like this obvious that... emperor sort of copycat and then last night I was just like well fuck this we're just gonna kill him and uh because he's not compelling right. That's, I mean, that's that's fair. That's a very fair, valid criticism. Um, and I, th- and like, I think that was also the point. Was like, Snoke's just like a dude who like took, seized power mm-hmm. when there was no when when like, the Empire was running away from the new victorious New Republic, mm-hmm. and they they went out to wild space and they kind of reorganized into the First Order, which is part of the book series Star Wars Aftermath. Mm. Like, there are the Emperor had a contingency in canon to keep the empire going as something different something more if he died if the you know if like um there's a robot chicken joke where like they're like well the emperor is gone and the death star has exploded so uh the empire is lost and the empire one of the one of the imperial officers is like well we're still here and they're like well and like they they blew up the death star last time and they're like well they didn't defeat they didn't kill the emperor now they they did both you have to do both and so like that's how like you know, there's a lot more in the books about like how the Empire sort of returned into the First Order, and it's very similar to like what we're seeing in modern life, where like there's like people who have like similar values who are like kind of in the shadows, and now now that there's like the open open racism and all that shit is like real back, um, and so like it's sort of reflected upon in the books, and it's sort of. I don't like we just don't know how the emperor is back but I I I think that it's interesting that he is back for the finale of all nine episodes mm-hmm. probably you know like that's probably like part of it is that they're not just ending the sequel trilogy but they're also ending this larger saga because like we talked about this last week uh you know can these marvel movies stand on their own in mm-hmm. terms of like as a, as its own movie and like I think the last jedi did a very excellent job of being a standalone film in terms of like it does kind of wrap up all its plots yeah. at the end of the movie um and like i remember leaving the theater going well that was also episodes nine yeah like uh, everything that they did in episode eight was also what i thought was going to happen in episode nine which is sort of like a return to what the return return of the jedi was doing with like a throne room and having mm-hmm. like separate adventures and at the end the and, bad guy is de- defeated yeah but the and, bad but there's guy still hope defeated. he just turned to yeah, yeah. There, there was still hope. So now it's like, well, what is happening? So, like, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I, I'm almost more ex- excited by the idea of, like, a rogue emperor where, like, he's mm. not actually part of the First Order. He's just been sort of, like, stewing for 30 years. Mm. Um, and, like, he, maybe he's, like, I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I think I don't think it's a bad idea to bring him back because I think it does tie into a larger narrative mm. of the... Skywalker saga because the Emperor did create Anakin. Yeah. So it all makes sense. He comes back at the end. I hope I just that have, we see um, Anakin. <laughs> yeah. I just have mixed feelings about it. You know, I feel like Lesh and sure. I did such a good job of doing something new and I really wish that uh, Rise of Skywalker and Episode Nine would follow that path and try something bold and radical and not just kind of meme or nos- uh, minor nostalgia. Um in a way that feels just, I don't want to say cheap, it just feels a little easy. But 
I understand that this is the end of a saga, a 40-year, nine-episode saga. So I'm going to be, I'll, I'll go in with trepidation because I just, I just think that the Emperor is an uninteresting choice. But we'll see. We don't know how it's going to play out for sure. And um, I'm sure there's some, there are a lot of great things to like about this trailer too. Uh, I really, like I was saying before, I'm so excited about uh, Poe's uh, new look um, about Finn and Rey and Poe all being together. Yeah, God, the scarf. The scarf looks amazing. But yeah, all three of them being together, we hear during the celebration that they'll have an adventure, finally, all three of them. Because like, they've spent a lot of the first two movies just separated, which is something that uh, it's been a little, I'm a little sad about. But now we finally get to see all of them together, potentially. And some new characters as well, which are really intriguing. As well as some old. Um, uh, Lando Carlson is back. And, um, oh sorry, Lando Carlisian. <laughs> Calrissian. Calrissian. I can't say his name. Um, is back. Just call him Lando. Lando is yeah, back. Everyone else is called Lando. <laughs> um, and uh, we actually have some rea- a reaction from our third host who couldn't be here today but has a lot of things to say about Poe. Hey guys, it's Anya. I couldn't make it to the podcast this week, but as we are talking about Star Wars, one of my favorite topics, I couldn't just not share my two cents, which basically boil down to, I love Poe Dameron. He is a dreamboat and a hero, the hero of the resistance, and I love him very much, and I can't wait to see him kick some first order butt and generally be a sexy badass in this movie. And also, I really appreciate that Oscar Isaac and John Boyega are so supportive of queer Star Wars fans and of the Finn and Poe ship. But I'm also a little worried that if it doesn't happen and it's like not canon, which, you know, knowing Disney Lucasfilm, like it might not be like I am worried about like them talking about it. Because on the one hand, it's supportive, but on the other hand, is it sort of queer baby? So I do have concerns about that as someone who does ship Finn and Poe and who wants to see queer representation in Star Wars. I'm it's making me a little anxious, Um, but the trailer is amazing. I'm so excited. And Poe Dameron is everything. Okay, bye, guys. Thanks for your thoughts, Anya. We miss you. Yeah. We're sad you couldn't be here today, but I'm sure you'll have even more to say about Star Wars Episode Nine as the year, the months roll out and we get to finally see it um, this year. Is it November again? It's November, right? No, it's December. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, still, yep. still quite a ways away, but it's exciting, and I'm sure we'll all we'll all be first in line to see it. Oh yeah, well, most definitely. Um, I guess. What do you think of? Uh, I guess we kind of had our reactions on the on the trailer. What are your reactions on the title, "The also, Rise of Skywalker"? I also have a few mixed feelings about it because "The Rise ah. of Skywalker." My first thought was immediately, "Oh no, they're doing the who are raised parents things again," and it felt like to right. me that they're again flying in the face of what last year I did and establishing her as someone who came from nothing. And I thought that was really interesting because it basically shatters the chosen one trope and makes it feel like the Skywalkers aren't the center of the universe and makes the world, the universe itself, feel so much bigger and um, make, establishes that idea 
that anyone can be a hero if they so choose to be, which I, I love that idea. I felt very in line with A New Hope and when we first thought that Luke was just a regular old farm boy. But um, the rise of Skywalker, huh? It potentially means that Rey is a Skywalker. I hope not, but there are also plenty of other meanings it could have. The Rise of Skywalker could also potentially be speaking about Kylo Ren. And uh, maybe he'll be having a redemption story, a redemption arc, which he has kind of, you know, flouted the past couple times. But maybe in this last movie, we'll finally see him turning to the light instead of the dark. Although I really like him as a villain because I think he's just so interesting and um, so much more unpredictable as a villain. And I, I, I don't know if I can see him being redeemed after all the pain that he's inflicted on us this time I mean I will remind you that Anakin Skywalker did commit mass genocide on the Jedi and then was also still redeemed at the end of Return of the Jedi so it is possible it's been done before and I think that it I, I I think that because if you listen to the music that plays when the title is revealed, it is Kylo Ren's theme. Mm. Kind of like almost in an uplifting way, but still sort of on a minor key. And I think a lot of people pointed that out, that it was his music that played, not Ray's theme mm, or anything. Or not even not even the, the, the regular Star Wars theme. Um, so I am inclined to think that the rise of Skywalker does mean the rise of the Skywalker-ness of Kylo Ren mm. in terms of like... He is half Skywalker, Darth Vader, and and Darth Vader's his grandfather, Luke's his uncle, and Leia is obviously the mom, mm-hmm. his mom. So like he's got the Skywalker blood in him, and he's also in like for the past at least at least in seven he was de- e- dealing with his emotional distraught pull towards the light, and with eight it was sort of like. Is he manipulating Ray? Is he manipulating Snoke? Like, what's his deal here? Like, he obviously has a f- infatuation with Ray, but does that mean that he'll be pulled towards the light? Like, mm. there's a lot there. It um, it all depends on execution and, for me. Like, if they yeah. are able to pull it off well, uh, the closest thing, closest ex- example uh, I can think of is Zuko in Avatar: The Last Airbender, in which, in similar ways, he also was given many chances to, you know, be good and to. Uh, to f- turn away from his uh, his birthright and from the Fire Nation and everything. But it also took place over three seasons, and he had much more extended arc. Um, so it would be a little bit difficult to uh, pull off in one movie. But it's possible. We'll see that happen. Um, I have other theories, too, about what Skywalker means. Um, I think it could also just mean Luke Skywalker's legacy. You know, the rise of his yeah. legacy, how it inspires others to, you know, step up and be heroes and to fight in his name, especially after the magnificent battle that he had in Last Jedi, which I don't know why people are complaining about it. It's amazing. And uh, it is like that. It is something that will go down in history, as we see at the end of Last Jedi, when the young boys um, are like talking about it and mythologizing it. And it's I just I just love that. And I think that that potentially if that's what it means then I'm fine with all the other things that just kind of fly in the face of what Last Jedi established because that is the best way for um, Rise of Skywalker to continue Last Jedi's themes and legacy. So that's what I hope the Rise of Skywalker means. I I really like that theory mm-hmm. that um, in terms of like maybe Skywalker becomes synonymous with the word hero mm-hmm. 
like you're not a you're not a Jedi anymore. You're a Skywalker. Because mm. like if you really if you break down what the name Skywalker is, is that you're walking on the sky, which is something that most ordinary people can't do. <laughs> I guess so, not. Like if you imagine like oh they're a Skywalker like they can they can do things that normal people can't do. Mm-hmm. I think that that's something interesting in terms of like how that story at the end of the Last Jedi is told and like you know it, it like the story of the legend of Luke Skywalker is it, it is being told through children. It's being told through people who are marginalized. Like I think that that's a very fascinating idea of of maybe broadening the the meaning of the word skywalker because now if if kylo ren really isn't going to be redeemed or maybe he's a part of this Mm -hmm. like uh, like maybe the redemption story is wrapped up with the theme of skywalker taking on a new meaning like Mm -hmm. maybe because he doesn't have the last name skywalker neither does ray neither does anybody in the world now because skywalker was um a name given by anakin's mother who did not have a they didn't have Anakin didn't have a father. Mm. There's no other, as far as like the world, the galaxy knows, there is no other Skywalker like running around. Like, even if they're not a Jedi, like they're like, like in terms of like, it's such a unique last name that Luke was sort of the last of his, of his very short lived like family name. That, that could mean that maybe, you know, anybody could take that name, which is why I I sort of like one, one thing I think about is maybe Ray does like adopts the last name Skywalker in terms of like she's not a Skywalker by blood but she like in all intents and purposes she is of a, of a heroic nature which wow. could become Skywalker yeah actually the way what you just described I really like and is what I hope that episode nine will go into uh the idea I never I didn't actually think yeah you're right the Skywalker name is something that lived and died with Luke and um it also ties into the title of the last Jedi maybe he was the last Jedi but the first Skywalker and that Jedi <laughs> will be a term that will be replaced now by Skywalker. Oh, I yeah, love that. That's, that's, oh, now I'm excited. I, that's, that's the one I'm going for. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Now, wait, Willoughby, you might have turned me around. I might be excited now for this movie because I was like a little trepidatious. But now I'm like, wow, this theory that I had and the one, the way that you expanded upon it, I, th- I really like it. Right, because th- just because like the title, like Rey is still a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like, inter- like, but she is not the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. It's like Luke was the last Jedi. Maybe Rey is something different. Right. Maybe she's a Skywalker. We solved it, Willoughby. All right. If yeah, we is... did it. Yeah, we did it. All right. There's only nine months left, but we are all all fan theories are done. We've yep. we've done it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm happy about that now. Okay. Yeah. Now I I can go into this with clear eye and clear clear hearts and full eyes or. The other way around. Clear I don't know. Hearts can't lose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, uh, do we have anything else we want to add about Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker? Um, ooh, uh, there's a few new characters. There's one new character actually that got introduced. Um, she wasn't seen in the trailer, and neither was Rose, which I was a little sad about. But um, Kelly Marie Tran did get a standing ovation at Star Wars Celebration, oh, yeah. which was so sweet and really moved me to tears as much as it moved her because she was just crying because it shows that the Star Wars fans in person are so much better than the toxic ones that you see online. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, the people there at Star Wars Celebration were the true true fans yep. who like, love and respect this series and are on board for the, the either changes or... You know, creative, diff- creative. I don't know. They, I, 
again, I don't really understand the hatred behind. I mean, I understand it because there's a lot of racism and sexism behind it. But like the outrage behind the Last Jedi just seems so ridiculous in terms of like, I just never thought it would that would happen because like I, I mean, I've been a Star Wars fan my entire life, and I definitely was like taken aback by the choices that they made with Luke. But I understood them and celebrated those because it's such a fascinating uh, look at legacy and hero yeah. and hero worship. Yeah, I really love that. Um, I love that sort the way of like, it broke it down the... that that legacy. Yeah, it was it was sort of saying like, yeah, Luke was human. Yeah, That's, yeah. It's a really layered approach to um, that sort of hero's journey. Um, but let's talk about the new characters that were introduced at Star Wars Celebration. So there is a new character named Jana, uh, who is played by Naomi Aki. We don't know much about her, but we do know that she looks super cool. Did yeah, you see her outfit? Have, like, I, yeah, I saw the photo they released of her. She's super cool, and I yeah. love the name Janna. Yeah. Because it looks like Hannah, but with a J, which is like she, super Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> she looks really battle-worn. She has like this yellow tunic and a cape and this big sort of X across her, her chest. And um, she has like goggles, I think. Um, and like her hair is just kind of wild and awesome. Uh, I I really am a big fan of this look. I, she looks very uh, Mad Max, I might say. So um, very Fury Road. But uh, there are some theories, some speculation actually, that she might be Lando's daughter. Uh, not just because she's black, but also because she wears uh, his signature color, which apparently he has not changed out of in the past 40 years. Yellow. And he's, 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 she's also wearing yeah, a cape too. Should- yeah, he shows Lando shows up in the trailer wearing the same outfit that uh, Donald Glover wore in Solo, and I was like, okay, I guess I guess so. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, um, I I do appreciate that Lando's back, yeah, and that Jana is a new character, and I I think I think she'll be uh, really cool. Uh, Naomi Aki seemed really, really cool at the celebration panel. Yeah, she seemed um, really excited. Um, what do you think of the new droid? Oh, he's a cutie. He's a cutie. What's his name again? Uh, Dio. Dio. He's he's so cute. He like he looks a little bit more low budget. You know, he looks kind of. He reminds me a little bit of a, like a Doctor Who sort of. A, well, uh, do you remember? Do character? You, were you watching the panel when that when they showed the concept art for what he looked like? Yeah, I did. Um, I didn't see the, the concept, concept art. The concept art had K nine. That's had a why. Lot of oh my gosh, I didn't like, even realize that. There's clear. There's a. There's a clear inspiration behind it to from K9 from Doctor Who. I like Dio because he they they brought him onto stage and he was real and he looks like he shouldn't be real and I think that that's fascinating. Like the same goes with BB8. Like obviously BB8's old hat now. He's 4 years old, but like <laughs> I think it's still kind of amazing that there's like a ball that can be driven around yeah. and like with a head on top of it and like Dio is sort of it's different because he's a we- he's a wheel and also got like sort of like a Tim Burton dog head yeah going there like it's sort of like a cone head dog yeah um i can't see like and, where his practicality and, is really but he looks awesome i love him i'm guessing he's like probably you know like they have like those droids on the death star that are called mouse droids that are just like these little things that run around like mm-hmm. i'm sure dio has a purpose if not just he's bb8's friend mm-hmm. like bb8's like i have a new friend now like look look at my look at my new friend and everyone's sort of like where'd you pick him up uh, <laughs> like i just think that it's funny um uh, I think we don't know who Carrie Russell plays yet. Am I no, correct in that? We don't. Yeah. Which I, I, 
she wasn't there at Celebration because and Adam Driver wasn't either because they both have they're both starring in a Broadway play right now. Mm-hmm. So we don't know too much about really what Kylo's going through or what Carrie Russell is because I mean the thing is at Celebration they can't answer correct uh, questions directly but like they they can give like the feeling of what their characters are doing. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly what Kylo's feeling at this moment in the Star Wars or who Carrie Russell's character even is. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm excited for the for the, cuz they're both great amazing actors. Um uh anything else to talk about episode 9? I think that's really it. Um it's a teaser trailer so it does what teaser trailer does uh which makes us really intrigued but doesn't reveal much plot um what we do know is that it takes place a little while after the events of last jedi so some time has passed um i am hoping that we'll see more of carrie fisher's leia um as before her her death this movie was supposed to be sort of leia's movie and um i'm hoping that in some way they'll have some some form of just a uh, memoriam or like something in honor of her so and, and there was a, a shot in the trailer which I really loved which was uh, of Leia and Rey hugging and just kind of mm-hmm. lingers on on Leia's face I'm like oh I love that I I'm it made me a little emotional and um yeah I'm, I'm just excited I'm, I'm more excited now that we after we've had a conversation will be you did it again I know how to make. I know how to how to bring the best to everything. Yeah. In terms of, I always try to look positively, and you know, I I understand the trepidation for both the emperor and the and the title, but I think that, like, I have good faith that there is a purpose behind both. Yeah. Um, and that I'm right about Skywalker taking on a new uh, meaning. Yeah. I really I, hope that's true. I really hope that's true. Like, I really I, hope it's, it's not true the first too. thing. Like, I think I saw. I, I've definitely seen other people talk about it, and I think I came to it sort of independently like i think i was thinking about what it could mean and then i saw other people talk do talk about the same thing so it's definitely not my original it's not my idea like i've definitely seen other people talk about it Mm -hmm. um but i think that's the theory that i'm sort of like leaning closest to it's sort of like who you want to win for the oscars and who you know will win for the oscars where like kylo ren is probably going to be what it means in terms of redemption but i also hope that my the theory that skywalker takes on something new is also either incorporated or like what it's going to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's our, our our reactions to a trailer, which we've never really done before. But um, have we? I guess we haven't. We just talked about it in like our really legs no, or something. Uh, well, yeah, we've always it's always been re- regulated to uh, um, our really legs. But I feel like this is um, a moment momentous occasion because it's like the final Star Wars episode. Uh, uh, trailer you know it's the it's the it's the finale of it all yeah and we are um, the millennial falcon after yeah. all yeah we are like that's the thing is that we have to talk about it if we didn't people would be like what are you talking what are you doing yeah um this is not the content i subscribed for which <laughs> do soundcloud which and google play yes um. <laughs> but before we before we talk about subscribing let's move on to the last segment of our episode i really 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 like you but i need to tell you something Okay, Willoughby, why don't you start us off? What do you really like this week? Um, I've been watching Cowboy Bebop. Ooh, really? <gasps> Willoughby! Um, it's, uh, I've been sort of, over the past couple of months, we've been, um, my girlfriend and I have been watching uh, a couple episodes, trying to, like, get it in on our on our schedule of, of watching TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we're and like watching more of it now because they announced the cast of the new live action Netflix Cowboy Bebop with John Cho playing Spike Spiegel, which is just sort of brilliant casting. Ooh, I mean, it really um, is. It's like honestly the best casting, and it's so I'm so excited to see John Cho finally uh, get the action lead role he has long deserved. Yeah, and Spike Spiegel is a great uh, a great role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super charismatic, uh, the, very cool. Yeah, and in the show, uh, the Cowboy Bebop, it's just, it's such a great style. There's so much style to the show, and the an- animation is so good. It's late 90s uh, anime. It's very fluid. It's got a lot of, like, uh, emotion in the, uh, in it. Um, it, it, the, the title sequence is amazing. Like if, if, if any of you have never seen Cowboy Bebop, just look up the title sequence alone. Cause that alone will get you like jazzed literally to watch the show because it's like got this like jazz infusion going on. Like the soundtrack I feel like is, is, uh, more well known for the show besides the show itself. Cause it's, I think the soundtrack is like amazing. Um, and then the show itself is kind of like what a lot of, later shows take inspiration of which is sort of like the the bounty the bounty hunters in space like on a ship like going around doing their own things sort of like have like an episodic every episode's a new bounty but there's also like their backstories come into play you know there there's conflict of of personalities um and there's sort of like the the charismatic leader the the main uh like buff dude and then there's Faye who's like the sort of mysterious woman who comes into their lives and but also becomes part of their crew then there's radical Edward who's like a computer hacker they find on earth so and then there's a corgi named Ein because he's so cute and he's like a dog he's like Einstein it's very good um I uh am only like halfway through the show so I haven't finished it but I think from what I've seen I really enjoy it and I can't wait to watch the rest and I'm like I'm excited for the live action show because uh, I think John Cho is excellent casting and I think that uh, it's going to be very interesting. And I'm like, I, I wouldn't say I'm like, give me it right now, but I'm like, oh, that's, it's, it's it, it gave me more hope once Joe, John Cho was cast, I feel yeah. like. Because that's sort of like the right first decision to make is who you're going to play and, and who, who you're going to cast. And like, they didn't whitewash Spike Spiegel. I think that's great. And I think that you know it's going to be very exciting. Um, what do you think about uh, the yeah. um, the more the diversification of the cast uh, that supporting Spike Siegel, like supporting John Cho, because in the oh, anime it's like uh, yeah, yeah. I think it actually suits pretty yeah. well. Yeah, I think I think it's I think that's that's it's um, you know space is diverse, mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's cool. Yeah, it's like an intergalactic, like post-globalization society. So it makes sense if it was from several different cultures and races. So yeah, I'm excited for that yeah. too. And I actually have not seen all of Cowboy Bebop. I've seen like one or two episodes here and there. So I need to do like a full rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only 26 episodes. Yeah, it's very short. Um, Samurai Champloo by the same creator is also great. Uh, you should I check that out as well. I need to watch that. Yeah. Um, great. Uh, my really like this week is something that is a little bit old, but I didn't get to talk about it last week because it, my week was jam-packed with all sorts of, uh, of 
the things I liked. So um, I talked about Cold War last week, right? Yeah, I did because that was when we were, talk- yeah. we were arguing about Shazam, and we were like, "Speaking, you're like speaking of wars." Oh, <laughs> by the way, I've seen Shazam, and I can I can weigh in on the on this on this now. Shazam rules. Hell yeah, it does. End of question. Hell yeah, Anya is wrong, and so is Josh Axelrod. If you're listening, because you have bad taste in <laughs> movies, we've established this I long mean, time ago. It, I, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> Anyways, Shazam rules. It is a great, fun, escapist, whimsical movie. And if you don't like it, you don't like joy. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um, what is my really like again? Oh, yeah. I went to an Epic High concert last week. And I really liked it. So Epic High is, I've talked about it before on this podcast, definitely. Uh, I think when I talked about their album or when they were going to perform at Coachella, they were one of the first K-pop acts to perform at Coachella. But they wouldn't necessarily be described as a K-pop act. They're more like K-hip-hop. They're a trio of um, a rapper, which is Tableau, a second rapper, which is Mithrajin, and then a DJ named DJ Tukuts. And uh, they've been in the K-pop game for about like 10, 11 years now. And uh, their music style is sort of more mellow, chill wave, alternative hip-hop. Um, they had like a lot more sort of exciting and like very intense songs beforehand that are very like tech, EDM sort of driven. But now recently they've gone more slow and uh, melancholy. And I really like that actually. It's very soothing, um, depression curing type music. But I went to their concert on Sunday where they performed at Terminal 5 in New York City. And I had a blast. It was one of my favorite K-pop concerts I've been to. I've only been to two, so I guess I can't, or three, so I can't say that much. But it's also one of my favorite concerts I've been to. They really know how to work a crowd. Uh, Tableau is Canadian-Korean, so he you know, has a great grasp on English and is able to just troll the audience and try out his stand-up comedy bits the entire time. And that was really fun. And um, they are just it's so incredibly fun and just like energetic to watch. And they played a lot of their greatest hits as well as some new songs from their new album um but i had the best time watching them listening to them even though as a very short person i am not well um you know built to be in a concert i cannot see a thing there are a lot of tall people in front of me but it's okay because i had a blast and uh you guys should look at, listen to epic high even if you don't like k-pop or you don't think you'll like k-pop they have great um meaningful really fun music so that's my really like for this week um so I have one thing to say about Epic High before uh, you, before we end the episode. They oh. were in Silver Spring, where I live, um, uh, on Friday. Oh. Um, they were they uh, we uh, Melissa and I went to go see Shazam, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we were walking, and to walk to the theater, we have to pass by the Fillmore, which is Silver Spring's concert venue. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the line was around like two different blocks. Yeah. Like it was like. People were waiting like forever for him for Epic High to to show up, and that was cool. Um, and so it's cool that you were talking about them. So like they must have been doing like an East Coast tour. Yeah, they're um, doing a, a world tour right now. Actually, that's um I think they're, oh, cool. they're hitting all of uh, North America right now. And yeah, there the line for my concert was also like around three blocks and we we got there at seven foolishly thinking that it would be okay. We had to walk like yeah. ten minutes before we reached the end of the line. 
Yeah, yeah. There, I don't know when the concert started uh, in Silver Spring, but we were we were around there around seven fifteen, and it was just like packed. It mm-hmm. was it was a uh, we were like who's who's here? Like that's this long line, and we looked it up, and it was Epic High. So. Yeah, they're great. Good stuff, man. All right. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to talk to us about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Cowboy Bebop, Epic High, or Shazam, and tell us how great it is. <laughs> specifically yeah, tweet always uh, talk to us about Shazam. Yeah, specifically tweet Anya Crittenden and uh, tell her how great it is. Uh, where can they do right. that, Willoughby? You can find us on Facebook if you search for us there. We're also on, we're also on Twitter at Falcon Podcast. Our blog is millennialfalconpodcast.wordpress.com. And you can uh, rate, review, and subscribe and listen to us on iTunes and Google Play and SoundCloud. And where can they find you on the internet to talk about Shazam? Yeah, you can find me at htranbui on Twitter. And you can find me at Willoughby Dobbs on Twitter to talk about Shazam. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.